This is Rudy Ray Moore, better known as Dolomite. Now I'd like to show you just a few scenes from my latest adventure. Damn, look like my women is on time. Babe, I could show warm you up. No shit, baby. I can dig it. Dolomite is my name and f***ing up motherfuckers is my game. Breathing down your neck. Damn! Damn! Girl, this motherfucker's got rhythm, haven't <laughs> I've got an all-girl army that knows what to do. They'll fox as hell and practice kung fu. I put my finger in the ground and turn the whole world around. You know, you're still the best man that I know in bed. I'm waiting for Dolomite. For who? Dolomite. And tell him I want him out of here in 24 hours. 23 of them are already gone. God damn, mama, this shit was a spooky joint. Yes, I'm Dolan. I'm the one that killed Monday and whooped Tuesday and put Wednesday in the hospital. Called up Thursday to tell Friday not to bury Saturday on Sunday. I'm the one that had the elephants roosting in trees and all the ants wearing BBD. From the first to the last, I give them the blast so fast that their life is passed before their ass has even hit the grass. See me uptown, downtown, crowned and renowned. Delayed, relayed, mislaid, and parlayed. Hatch, match, snatched, and scratched. Whack, jack, smack, quack. Boot black, blackjack, racetrack, and flapjack, and still coming back. If you crave satisfaction, this is the place to find that action. Coming to this theater as this next attraction is the picture that will put you in traction. Dolomite, starring me, Rudy Ray Moore, as Dolomite, and that bad Durville Martin as Willie Green. Dolomite. Dolomite. Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We are part of the Main Damie Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at themaindamie.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at themaindamie. We're also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You could Find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This Movie. This is Anthony Lovecchio. With me, as always, is Dan Aquino and Mark Meyer. Say hello, gentlemen. What's up, everybody? Hello. And with the uh, time changing this weekend, I hope everybody has gone and checked their smoke detector batteries. Safety first, guys. What a dork. <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out if this ties into the movie or not. Did I miss something? It doesn't. I didn't, right? He's oh, just, no. I, I am deathly serious about smoke detector batteries. As a landlord, <laughs> landlord a motherfucker. <laughs> Don't you vote for Andrew Yang? <laughs> uh, but at least he, at least his bit was a helpful bit. Yeah, 
at least it'll, so last week we were doing sex education this week we're doing checking out smoke detectors yeah <laughs> i think every podcast we do every episode there should be at least one tidbit of useful information in there yeah because it's not going to come from our movie anal- an- analysis no <laughs> never <laughs> nor should it we're not yes. martin scorsese over here all right yeah, we're not we're we're talking about true cinema this week. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this week, uh, it's a kind of a two two for one deal sort of. Uh, so this week, so this month we're going to do uh, another theme. Last month we did all horror movies. This month we are celebrating Movember and yeah. we are going to cover movies with some excellent mustaches um, for our leading men. And this week uh, is also going to be tied in to the new release, Dolomite Is My Name, the new Eddie Murphy, uh, Rudy Ray Moore biopic. And we are watching Dolomite from 1975 this week. Um, guys, Dolomite, uh, wh- where are you coming from in this one? Oh, boy. Uh, uh, yeah, this one, this put me through the ringer, man. This had so many ups and downs. It was crazy. I remember... Uh, Anthony and I watched, oh, what was it with Michael Jai White? Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite. And I know that was a a, uh, a play on these sort of movie, uh, black black exploitation movies. Yep. So that's really the only movie, I, and I think I might have seen I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker, okay. a long time ago <laughs> before I could really appreciate these sort of movies. But, oh, my God, I love this. This was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, this is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, I think the closest I've come to watching, well, I guess the the two closest, uh, I've come to watching Blaxploitation movies before this one, um, was obviously the movie that her namesake is, you know, named after. Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I guess would, would Jackie Brown count? Um, it's like kind of a send up. It's, yeah, you know it's called it's Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown's like almost like Foxy Brown. Pam Greer yeah. is is cast in that for a reason, you know. Yeah, I yeah, just so, watched that movie over the weekend. Does that count? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. yeah so th- those are really there's probably other ones if I look through some list of movies that are more recent, but I haven't seen any pure um, 1970s uh, film in this genre. So. Um, as Dan said, the first word that comes to my mind is this movie was a lot of fun and at times awkward, but I guess that's what they were kind of going for back then. I don't think they were going for it necessarily. I think they were just, that was what you were given. You know, they're not real actors Yeah. from what it seemed. And, uh, it showed in a lot of places and it, it, this was almost like, uh, it's grindhouse pretty much, right? Sure. Yeah, so it definitely has that grainy feel, obviously, and it's. I think it would be today's like Kickstarter. Yeah. Does that if that makes sense? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean yeah, this I is independently funded. Yeah. By Rudy Ray Moore and his, he basically funded it through his album sales, and they. Oh boy. <laughs> casted a whole bunch of uh, no names. So the biggest star at the time was Derville Martin, who also directed. Um, and he kind of bounced around as kind of a supporting character in a, a bunch of other um, uh, black exploitation movies. So they hired him to direct, which was his first directorial uh, effort. 
he would do a couple other things, but um, he would also they also hired like a straight out of film school cast uh, uh, crew. So basically, their director of photography was like a 22, 23 year old kid um, that had never shot a movie before. Just he he went to film school, so he's got like films uh, like school stuff under his belt, and that was basically it. Um, but they the crew of all film school students were the only people with any experience. Um, well, you can see how this impacted uh pop culture later on it, this was a pretty important movie i think yeah. I, i'd never seen it before but i can god i can only imagine how this played out in the 70s yeah right? i mean yeah. you have the main character talking down to you know white people mm-hmm. I, mean, I i don't know how often that happened but it couldn't have been that often yeah. and it's yeah, it's, only, I, it's a little over a decade from you know the civil rights act right yeah right. that was Jim 64 Crow and all that yeah yeah. So, whew, I mean, this was big, and it's the way that it's done is phenomenal. I I just love <laughs> everything about it. When he's talking down to the uh, the security guard from the prison, uh, what, <laughs> yeah. what is it? What he's telling he's the like, guard? Watch take this. this cheap ass shit and tell the warden to stick it right up his ass. Uh, guard, I want you to take these cheap motherfuckers and wipe your ass with them. Oh, you can't get it. And the, the guard just looks at him like. I'm going to hold on to these dolomite because you're coming back. But you could just, <laughs> the contempt in his face was, was pretty much, yeah. that's probably real life. What would yeah. have happened? I, I think the one actor in this movie that was giving a hundred percent was the, um, the stone guy that oh. orders the hamburger. You're talking about creeper. Um, the hamburger creeper, pimp. Creeper is not acting. They okay. found a junkie. Um, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And that is him in all his glory, Creeper. Was, it's it gets really sad at some points when you know yeah. that too. Wait, yeah. Wait, now knowing that, I would have probably looked at it differently while watching yeah. it. But I thinking it was an actor was fun at the time. Yeah. No. Uh, and uh, watching it, I was kind of like, I wonder if he really shot up here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because he really, it shows that he is. They show he's shooting up. You don't really, you don't see anything, but you know he's going through the motions of shooting up. So it's sort of like, I wonder if they were just like, this is going to be so, this is going to be authentic as fuck if we get this guy to shoot up on on camera, you know. He'd been around the block once or twice, that's for sure. Yeah. This is the type of movie where you would expect to see a live animal killed Mm -hmm. because that, because the authenticity of it, right? Yeah. Like a cannibal holocaust sort of thing. Right, or like a Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still similar. I'm still mad at Tom Savini. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. holding that grudge. Uh, so this movie stars, as we've mentioned, stars Rudy Ray Moore. Uh, it also stars Derville Martin, as mentioned, also directs. Jerry Jones, who is the writer on this, and Lady Reed. It has a 5.9 on IMDb and a Rotten Tomato score of 64%. Budget estimated at about $100,000, but there are no um, box office numbers for this. They kind of didn't record them the same way they did now back in 1975, so it's kind of hard to come by. Um, But this kind of became a hit in black neighborhoods during midnight showings. Um, uh, The new Netflix movie, Dolomite is My Name, kind of goes into how it became a hit, which is actually a really fun movie to watch. If you get a chance, su- highly suggest it. Um, Eddie Murphy returned to form, very Bowfinger-like, which is an underrated movie. It's a very good concern. movie. 
Yeah. Uh, and it's fun. Uh, a little background, uh, as we mentioned, uh, about Rudy Ray Moore and the character of Dolomite. I uh, first developed the character of Dolomite in a stand-up comedy routine and later appeared on his 1970 debut album, Eat Out More Often, which reached the, not, the top 25 on the Billboard 200. He released several more comedy albums using the persona in 1975. He decided to create a film about Dolomite, paying for the most of the production out of his own pocket, using many of his friends and fellow comedians as cast and crew, directed by Durville Martin, who appears as the villain Willie Green. This was this was a good one. Uh, it's yeah. it's super it's super cheap. Um, I was reading or watching a, a YouTube video, I think, where they kind of go into. Um, you definitely see the boom mic a bunch of times, and when it got released, I think on VHS they screwed up the transfer of it, so they 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 transferred it four three, and it made it even worse. The oh. uh, the boom mic was like and you could see like crew members just heads like in the shot <laughs> because there's a thing about the frame the anamorphic like plates are different so it kind of covers tops and bottom of the screen well, uh, i think that's what's like the charm of this type of movie yeah it's it's people just getting together make a movie because they right. want to yeah. it's, the, it's the room before the room there you go that's what I was thinking this entire time. I was thinking of the Disaster Artist, the movie, sure. and yeah. just how that production was just, you know, a, a, a guy bankrolling his own movie. Mistakes are made along the way, and that's what these guys did. And it was it, basically trial by uh, trial by error. Yeah. Yeah, and most and most of the sex scenes were almost as realistic as those in the room. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for warning me about these uh, gratuitous sex scenes. I, I'm just very glad you did not watch this at work. Because usually that's when I watch them. <laughs> but I, I, I was very busy today, so I had to wait till I got home. Uh, yeah, you would have known so, pretty yeah. quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, like... First four minutes of it or so. <laughs> yeah, I dodged a bullet for sure. And, uh, and my wife didn't watch it either, so I dodged two bullets. So I got pretty lucky on this one. <laughs> Dolomite was watching over me. There you I go. don't think he's dead, but is he dead? Rudy know. Ray Moore has passed, yes. Okay, so then Rudy Ray Moore was looking over me. <laughs> Even though he probably called you a honky-ass motherfucker. Probably. Rat soup-eating. <laughs> yeah, he would have called me a rat soup-eating, insecure, honky motherfucker. <laughs> I, and that pretty much nails me yeah. to the core. I mean, if anything, that's like a badge of honor. You'd wear that. Oh, jeez. If someone called me that, I would I want that on my gravestone. <laughs> Here lies Daniel Aquino, a rat soup eaten, insecure honky. And you know, I mean, you could cross out the other word if you want, because we want to be respectful. But keep honky in there. Yeah. I want everyone to know I was a honky. <laughs> yeah, this is this was a good one. Uh, as it's November, we should mention his mustache. It's, it's pretty good gorgeous. mustache. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really good. All the mustaches in this movie are pretty good. Uh, yeah. Willie Greens for... maybe. Uh, there is one mustache uh, by the mayor's butler, which okay. might be the worst mustache in recorded history. <laughs> it's it's I like the, about that one. it's got the little split right. There's a yeah. There's a big gap it's, between you know on his lip between the two pieces of mustache. Yeah, it's it looks like, awful. If you took like a a colon like <laughs> the, and then just turned it on its side. He's That's basically he's what he's got under his nose. He's essentially the waiter from the Simpson episode, the boy who knew too much, right? Yeah. He's the French waiter. 
yeah. that, that big gap between his uh, his two pieces of uh, mustache hair, yeah. facial hair, I should say. Yeah. But yeah, he uh, and he gets called. I believe he gets called the N word, doesn't he? Yeah, probably. And, and the way that it's said is very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, not it's usually uncomfortable to listen to it, obviously. But when he, uh, Willie Green, yeah, when he's when he says it, it sounds very like uh, he's like calling him an effeminate one. Mm-hmm. And it just oof, it, it shook me a little bit. Yeah, we're going to try oh. and get through this episode not saying the N word. Yeah, oh, because... well, we're not going to try. We're going to not do that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like just in the culture and the uh, the conversation, it just sounds like, you know, white comedians make it seem like it's very difficult not to no. say the N word. Well, we're so, going to we're going to show them that it's not. It's it's pretty easy to not say the N word. So yeah. we're going to <laughs> unlike this movie, which says it a lot. <laughs> But but again, that was the culture, obviously, and it's 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 used in a variety of ways. But again, just steering clear. Yep, we uh, that's that's the one thing we won't say. We'll give you sex ed. <laughs> we'll give you sex advice. And we'll tell you to change your uh, <laughs> the batteries. In, in home, yeah, detector. home safety. Yeah, right, home safety, personal hygiene. But we're we're staying away from this yeah. other stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, dolomite guys. Yeah. This. Yeah, they, fun time. They, I I literally I don't know if you guys did this at any point. Ant probably not because um I I think he may have had a more of an understanding of what this movie would have been going in. But there was a time when there was a bad cut and I thought I hit the skip button mm-hmm. on my on the player and I was like wait a second. Yeah. And I went back and I was like oh no no that's just that's just a bad jump cut. Got yeah. it. There yeah. are there are a few moments where. It's a bad jump cut because they had to take things out in order to get, uh, I think, down to or just be able to be played in places. Yeah. Um, I think one of, one of the sex scenes was cut. And then there's a scene, the scene at the end where he uh, disembowels Willie Green with his yeah. bare hands. And there's a bad cut there. There's a yeah. really bad cut there. Yeah. So the, the, they didn't really put much effort into like cutting around that. They're just kind of like, all right, well, we're just gonna we're just gonna cut the offensive part out and not not try to make it make sense. It's just, all right, it's gone. I think I think the first one was just a mistake at the beginning hmm. when he goes, "You're serving 20 years for whatever he did," and then it just oh, yeah. cuts to him in the it's car, and I'm like, wait, wait, what? Abrupt. It was like, <laughs> is this a flashback? <laughs> yeah. You know who I wish we had seen more of, and I I want to I want to hope, not that I want to hope, I do hope. That this guy got some more screen time in other films. Joe Blow. He was my favorite character in this movie. Which one was he? Joe Blow is the trick when he steals from the one uh, one of Dolomite's girls. And I'm Joe oh. Blow, the lover man. <laughs> right. You should be paying me, bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's great. He, so he gets the shit beat out of him, right? He, he yeah. does. But that that's another bad jump cut where it's like, Queen B is saying, oh, he got messed up real good. And then it cuts back to him just like up against the wall and getting thrown out. They don't really show him getting beaten up. Yeah. But he was. <laughs> this was a different time, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but he is so condescending to this woman. Like, You're not worth $100. Here's $2. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this guy. I'm not saying he's great because of how he spoke to her. I was saying this guy is great just because how he speaks in general. <laughs> he had, he has too much sauce. He's, yeah. he's swimming in the sauce, man. <laughs> I want more Joe Blow. There were 
a number of times that I just audibly just cracked up while watching <laughs> this movie. Yeah, this I, I think that was one, that was one of them. And when Dolomite gets out of jail and starts to undress <laughs> in front of everybody, yeah, and then he yells at the woman for bringing him what was it cotton draws? Cotton draws. <laughs> <laughs> How are we supposed to know you don't wear cotton drawers, Dolomite? We don't know anything about you yet. <laughs> Bitch, don't you know I don't wear cotton drawers? It's so great. And then he gets busy in the car. Mm-hmm. But he gets in the car and then he takes off his clothes. And... Yeah, he. T- we, we watch him get undressed to put on a brand new suit. And a minute later, he's getting he's undressing from that brand new suit. <laughs> it's Listen, man, I, you could only... Pray to be half the kind of guy that Dolomite is in this type of situation. Oh yeah, like he, the the ladies love him, the men want to be him. That that's exactly yep. what Dolomite is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. So what? Why don't we get into the plot at this point? Agreed. Yeah. Uh, as right before we do, uh, as we usually do, we're gonna take a step down to hear a little word from friend of the podcast. So we will be right back. Hey everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Welcome back. It's time to get into the plot of Dolomite from 1975. We open up uh, with Dolomite in jail. He's in prison and he gets called to the warden's office. We find out that he's in jail for possession of stolen furs and $100,000 worth of narcotics. Can you uh, imagine going to jail for stolen furs nowadays? <laughs> I mean, as a white person, no, I can't. <laughs> as any kind of person. I mean, um. Yeah. Right, but there's. I don't think the fur trade is that big anymore. No. And then uh, we get a we get a flashback to him getting arrested for it, and it just it's so he's so nonchalant. It's just like the cops roll up on him. He's like, they're like, open up the the trunk. Ain't nothing in my trunk, man. And he opens the trunk. He's like, that stuff's not mine. I don't know where it came from. And I was like, <laughs> his line reading is just like, I, it's supposed to be that he's getting set up. Right. But his line reading just sounds so unconvincing that it's like, well, I don't know. It was in his trunk. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't make a good effort to sound innocent. Yeah. And it's always, in the past and now, it's always the two same cops yeah. that stop him. <laughs> yes. There's no other cops in this town. <laughs> yeah. Well, they are dirty cops. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But there has so they, to be more than just them. Yeah, but they, the other cops are actually doing their jobs. Sure. Are, they, are these guys on Dolomite patrol? Is that like they're the Dolomite uh, brigade? Yeah, are, pretty much. What, what are their names? It's Mitchell uh, and something else. White, I think, right? Mitchell and White? Possibly. Uh, like, all right, Mitchell, White, hit the streets. Look out for Dolomite. You got it, Captain. And then that's all they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make, uh, make sure you bring the drugs to plant. Yeah. Oh, well, they do that later. Spring a little crack on them. Um... <laughs> So, so, what does that for? 
we get to see uh, Dolomite's sweet, sweet kung fu action. <laughs> he takes on the cops. <laughs> there is better um, phantom hitting in the first Rocky movie than there is in this. And that is terrible. Yeah. Punching. I mean, at, at one point, he delivers a spin kick that clearly, clearly misses. <laughs> it, it makes professional, uh, professional, professional wrestling look like real you know boxing mma it's yeah oh boy it's he kicks maybe 10 inches away from his face <laughs> i love the the one stunt actor who uh dives into the trunk too oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right he he charges at him with the gun for some reason he like goes to stab dolomite with the gun yeah. and dolomite gives him like a little chop and he goes flying into the trunk <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't just land against the car, man. Just yeah. All against the car. That that's all you need to do. <laughs> so then we cut back. Um, the warden is with Queen Bee, and Queen Bee is kind of telling Dolomite things about going on out out while he's in prison. His cousin has been killed, and the warden says that Queen Bee, and I think with the governor, they're planning to release Dolomite so he can find the source of the narcotics that are on the streets as well as the guns and the finest cousins killer. It's a really convoluted sort of thing just to get him out of prison. And uh, he's not very broken up over uh, his nephew's death. No. And he's just kind of like, oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. Well, I, I guess so. But, th- but then he seems ultra upset about it when he runs, when he talks about it later. Oh, yeah, when he's talking to Creeper. Yeah. <laughs> Creeper. <laughs> he just beats up Creeper. Yeah. Him around a little bit. I guess to sober him up, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll I don't know if it works. I don't know if it works for someone that's got a fresh shot of heroin coursing through their veins. <laughs> yeah, man, you, you've never had to smack around a, uh, a heroin addict. Come on, that's Not how in you a long reach time. Him. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not since high school. Uh, so Dolomite gets released, and his ladies come to pick him up from prison, including. Shy, which is short for Chicago, who's a new girl. Um, uh, he, what does he tell him? He tells her something about the, like being warm and not in the windy city. Like, there, there's so much. I, I guess it's jive in this. Right. I am so lost at some point. I'm like, what is he saying here? <laughs> yeah, I think he talks about be. He has, doesn't want her to be cold like the windy city or That's something like what that. It is. Yeah, he's. Like, I'm gonna keep you warm. That way you're not cold like the windy city. Yeah. Like what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> what is going on right now? And then I, uh, I was lost a bunch of times. Yeah. So he walks out wearing a prison uh, uh, handed out suit, and then he immediately takes it off, has his ladies undress him, and he puts on a brand new white suit oh, as the as the entire God. as the entire prison watches. Gets yeah. down to his draws. Yeah, that's such a weird. I, I love the scene. It's great changing in front of the prisoners and the guard and the guard yeah. just what is it oh my gosh my word <laughs> oh my stars <laughs> yeah um so he has this freak out about not wanting cotton drawers that bitch um but then he gets in his car after the, getting into new suit and immediately gets into the car and starts fucking one of some of his ladies getting uh getting a blowy from two of them Basically. Yeah, listen, he's been away for a while, right? Yeah, no time to waste. He's nope. a 44-year-old man. It's time to, he's, he's not getting any younger. Exactly. 
but again, he's uh he's dolomite. He's dolomite. He's, he's ageless. Yeah. The women the women are gonna want him no matter how old he is. He's got a lot of fucking to do. Don't we all? <laughs> so uh the dirty cops they tail them. No, it's not the dirty cops. It's just I think it's uh Green's uh guys, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh so they they tail them, plan to kill Dolomite. They do a terrible job of tailing because <laughs> first of all they get noticed and then they give Dolomite enough time to get out of the car and hide once the car stops. Uh, he has a good line here too, Dolomite, because right? <laughs> the guys go, they pull him over, they pull over the car, like, oh, where's Dolomite? We know he's here. He ain't here. They're right. He's not here. Then where is he? <laughs> Breathing down your neck, motherfucker. And <laughs> My favorite part of this scene is that they're uh, like the goons' heads are like in inside the car, and they right. they can't recognize that he's not there. Right? Where is he? Clearly, he can see for yourself. Clearly, he's not there. You could you don't need to look yeah. in. There are three people in the car, and none of them are Dolomite. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a badass line, man. Breathing down your neck, and then he just <laughs> fills him full of light. Yeah, he makes the one guy dance. Yep. And then I think one of the girls cuts his dick off. Yeah. One of, one of the guys isn't dead immediately, and he's just like, help me off screen. She's like, I'll help him. Takes out a razor blade. Does a... Yeah, there's a she pulls it. out a straight razor and just yeah. a quick cut. And yeah. Like, I guess she yeah. cut off his manhood. Well, you do hear the sound of a zipper. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Oof. That's not how you want to go out, man. Yeah, and now we know uh, it's his, uh, a movie that was watched by Lorena Bobbitt. Apparently. Yeah, I think timely that, reference. Yeah. That was her bring, only. Bring, bring them all out. <laughs> that was her only contribution to the film. They brought her on just for that. I'm like, all right, how do we do this? Yeah, they brought her from the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they wanted authenticity. Yep. So uh, 17 years from now. <laughs> if anyone could do a Dolomite kid. <laughs> so Dolomite uh, is then taken to I. Yes, is a whorehouse that he owns. Yes. Was it the extreme? Uh, oh, it's just his house. It's, oh, is it? Where yeah, where he hangs out Queen, with Queen B. Yeah, that's what Queen B keeps saying, calling it the house, our house, and mm. stuff like that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. They had to sell puss to. Yeah. Uh, that's to right. Keep... <laughs> I'm not making that up, folks. Oh, she really says that. That, that is a line like, from the movie. To keep the house, that she had to sell her. You know, yeah. Her and the girls goods. had to go stand on a corner every yeah. night and then sell their goods. Yeah, it's kind of funny. We we've been really um, sanitized the last few like movies. It's just this movie was shocking sometimes. <laughs> just like the language, like I'm not a prude in any sense of the word, um, especially when it comes to like language. But like some sometimes the the language in this movie was just very shocking, like just yeah. jarring. I had to rewind it to make sure I heard. Did I? She said that. God damn! Like zero respect for these women. Yeah. So one advantage in that situation, we're having the closed captions on mm-hmm. because of having the hearing issue. Where I'm like, I can sometimes see it coming. Yeah. So, really? Oh. Couldn't. Because yeah. it's like ahead of time. A little bit ahead. Sometimes the subtitles get ahead of it. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could not see that. We find out from the scene that uh. Dolmite doesn't own his club anymore, even though he had big plans for the club. Uh, find out that Willie Green owns the club now. And it seems kind of shady dealing how it was done. It was like basically 
Um, the cops would come and shake them down like weekly. Um, and they would set the girls, uh, bonds pretty high until they would basically mm-hmm. run out of money. And then Willie Green swooped in and, and basically bought the club out from under them. Um, we also find out that now all Dolomites girls are now learning Kung Fu. As they should. As they should. And there's one point I'd like to make here. I may have been the only one that had a completely different idea of what kind of club it was until we actually see the club. What do you mean? Like, I was thinking it was more like of a strip club okay. than what it turned. I mean, there, they could do stripping in there. You know, wasn't that hard to get in there, but you know, when they when they finally get to the club later on, I'm like, oh, an actual club. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a legit club. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Not 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 that strip clubs are not legit. I guess I I don't know what that I meant well, by that. I, I thought they were trying to, and I don't know why I thought this, but I thought they were trying to be coy about it. Mm. And oh, nothing okay. in this movie told me that they were going to be coy about anything. So yep. right. I don't know why I was thinking that. The, the girl when when they go to the uh, karate, uh, yeah. I was I was gonna say the karate store. Uh, <laughs> when they when they go see the one you girl. Your karate. Yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> Specials on karate. Uh, she's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's fighting the one guy and she's actually performing karate. It's not just. Take down pretty karate. hard, man. Yeah, man. She like that's legit moves. Yeah. So, I guess they did. They they wanted to do one thing right, and they got that. Yeah. So I think what I learned was the guy I think she takes down is the fight choreographer for this movie. Okay. So he's actually a professional in in some aspect. I wonder if she was a student of his. Possibly. Yeah. Or anything along those lines, because she seemed to know what she was doing. Yeah, and it then was very, it was no like the, it was the most convincing right uh, kung fu in the movie, movie. was yeah. that very quick scene. So uh, this kind of goes along the lines of that time period, right? Because I think like Charlie's Angels was around that time period, mm-hmm. and yeah. it, it was all about like martial artist women. Yep. I mean, just in general, I think a lot of black exploitation movies uh, employed like some sort of kung fu. Um, obviously Bruce Lee was very big back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kung Fu was having a, uh, a heyday at this point. And yeah, I think it was the thing to have a group of women in your movies as Kung Fu, uh, artists, I, sure. I guess, or martial artists. Yeah. So I guess this keeps with that trend. I don't know if it started the trend, yeah. but yeah. Kung Fu in these movies were like the archery in eighties horror movies. There you Later. go. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty good one. But uh, I I enjoyed that little trope. Yes, yeah. because it it just to me it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so then from there we get a scene of Willie Green going to his massage parlor to check in on his women. Um, there are doors on every single room, but for some reason none of the doors are closed. There's yeah. Willie Green just peeks in very active <laughs> massage parlor rooms where. Robert Kraft is getting a handy. He he's so happy to see what's going on in these yeah. rooms as well. Yeah. Like oh, there's a guy getting you know getting a BJ. Awesome. There's a guy getting rubbed down. Great. He was disappointed <laughs> with the last one of like the guy just getting a, a like legitimate yeah. massage. It's like <laughs> what a square. Mm. Yeah. yeah, there was yeah there were two great moments in this sequence for me. It was first the guy coming in as a customer and being yeah. the whitest man on the planet. 
Hi, I'd uh, like a well, massage, it's like, please. It's right after the the girl goes like on a tirade at yeah. Willie Green. Ooh, yeah. Oh boy. We, and we will not be repeating what she nope. said because we really can't. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. good. So that, and then he cuts to the BJ room. At that point, the guy's in some kind of hyperbaric chamber <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> the doors open. I I thought it was like a. Uh, like a sensory pod or something. I have no idea what it was, but um, it's very futuristic, though. Yeah, they, it, it, it's a hundred percent. They found something, and wherever they were shooting, was like, oh, this is a good way to hide a BJ. Right. You know. <laughs> it, it, it looked like a miniature Portageon. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Maybe there was construction going on. Like, all right, grab that. Yeah. It was just, that, that guy that, was living his best life. Yeah, that was one of the moments where I did laugh out loud. When they cut in, I'm like, what the fuck is that? That whole scene is just great. <laughs> we get to see some random flabby man ass. Oh, we, we see there is a plethora of flat white ass in this movie. <laughs> to, maybe it was to the point of like, this is what a white guy's ass looks like. It's not good. <laughs> this is what you're getting. I mean, in, in that defense, though, the... The example of male Adonis for an African-American is Rudy Ray Moore. And, you know, he's, yeah. he's, he's got, got some moves. He's not Jim Brown. Right. Let's see. Yeah, he's got moves. He's, he's, got he's, some no, man moves. he's not Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, he's, oh. not, he's not Jim Brown or Fred Williamson at this point in the 1970s. So um, he's a he's a 44-year-old, uh, slightly successful comedian. <laughs> it showed. It, yeah. yeah, he's not in the best of shape. But again, does anyone seem to care? Nope. Not really. Because he immediately fucks right after this scene. Yeah, I and, got. Go ahead, Mark. I was gonna say, I gotta say, when I was looking up stuff on the movie and the director and all that, um, just to see if there's anyone randomly I saw. At first, when I saw the name Fred Williamson, for some reason my mind read it as Fred Willard. And I was confused totally as to why Fred Willard was in, like, time-wise. I'm like, was he even an actor in the late 70s? <laughs> like, yeah. And then I read it. I was like, oh, okay, completely different guy. Got yeah, it. Just a little <laughs> off on that one. Yeah. yeah, Not not, not, not too far. Yeah not, yeah, not even saying for what the big difference between the two actors once I looked up the right name. Um, but it was just the fact it was like, Damn, is this like his first movie? <laughs> why is it? Why is it Black Godfather? Godfather. <laughs> oh. I was confused for about thirty seconds. <laughs> I'd watch that movie too. What? Uh, Fred Willard is Fred Black, Willard Godfather? Black Godfather. <laughs> yeah, why not? I like Fred Willard. He's a pretty funny guy. He fucks. Yeah. You know he fucks. Oh yeah. Just like Not Dolomite. As much as Dolomite, but Dolomite fucks um, some random ass chick. One of his girls. Pinky. That he Pinky. fucks Pinky later, isn't it? Doesn't oh, I thought like, this was it. This is just a random Cause, girl. Because Pinky's not his girl anymore. She's with Willie uh, Green. There's, there's yeah, just too many I, women in this movie to I keep track of. I have to look of. back, but there's a good chance that it was Shy, right? I couldn't tell. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, because I think she said, because she says at the beginning of the scene, what took you so long? Oh, okay. So I thought that meant that was one of his old girls. And we know okay. Shy, short new. for Chicago, is one of his new girls. This is the problem of having too many women. You just yeah. can't keep track of who you're you're uh, sleeping with. Right. I, I mean, the, in our defense, they only name they literally only name Pinky and Shy, and he's got like 
nine other girls that never get any names. I, I'm looking at the IMDb. There's yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen women credited as Dolomite Girl. Yep. And that's all. It's like Bond Girl. Yep. <laughs> Shy, yeah. Shy and Pinky don't even get like a name no. in the IMDb credits. Only one person does as Renee Van Cleef. Yeah. And that's uh, Renee Van Cleef. That's her real name. Well, so, that's just how she was credited. So that's just okay. that's all that's saying. So I don't know who's who here. Yep. Unfortunately, there's no pictures to go along with. Uh, no, none uh, of them have any pictures. Right. So, yeah, it's confusing. Just, you know, next time Dolomite, slim it down to two or three. Yeah. That's it. You don't need 13 girls that don't have any names. <laughs> spoken spoken like a true Honky. square. <laughs> you don't need to do that many. <laughs> One or two I, is fine. I mean, even eight would have been fine. <laughs> and that's still to, five less. <laughs> yeah. right, keep it to, the, yeah. you know, two hands. Well, well, we all know eight is enough, so. Save, save some number. pussy for the rest of us, Dolomite. Well, his uh, one of his albums is uh, it's all his. <laughs> that right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he he's reaping all the uh, I I don't want to say it. I don't want to be too crude, <laughs> but he's reaping all the women's privates, according to him. Yep. So, so uh, he wouldn't be down with OPP, is what you're saying? No, I don't he know. He is down with OPP. Oh, okay. So would be but then it becomes HPP. Yeah. Or you lost it. me on this just one. H, just HP, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I don't know these uh, these terminologies, <laughs> so you're, you're gonna have to explain it in the whitest way possible. <laughs> I think we're pretty much explaining it in the whitest way possible. And then I'm like clear. Then this is. <laughs> I I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, the cops show up again to hassle Dolomite. Um, they pl- I guess they plant some cocaine on him. It's clearly in his car, though. This is again. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't notice one of the cops actually taking anything out from, like, his jacket. He just reaches yeah. into the car and he's like, oh, look what I found. Dope. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, uh, for all intents and purposes, it looks like that was really his. But he's just like, you guys planting some shit on me again. And then he proceeds to whoop their asses again. <laughs> Kicks their asses and just throws all the cocaine all over them. And then the one cop says he's going to have Dolomite in jail in two hours. Yeah. That's a uh, pretty that's pretty ballsy. You yeah. couldn't even beat him that one time. Yeah. And then uh, from there, the cops go to some church sermon where uh, a pastor is kind of having a secret meeting with some people, kind of uh, talking about the plight uh, that the cops are putting them through. And then the cops show up and I was like, oh, he changes his tune. Cops show up and just be like, I know you're hiding cash of guns here. Next time Dolomite shows up, you tell you tell us, let him know. Let us know when he comes. And that's the end of that scene. Then we get Creeper shows up. He's junkie, also known as the Hamburger Pimp. Yeah. Uh, as mentioned, he is the a real junkie that they found on the streets for this part. Um... And yeah. then Dolomite shows up. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say one of my favorite lines when he's doing his opening with the with the girl at the hamburger stand mm-hmm. is he goes, "I'll take a coke and some fries," and she goes, we, "You know we don't sell no fries here." And he goes, "Ah, yeah, that's right." <laughs> 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 uh, 
Yeah, I guess like, maybe he forgot the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I, I said when, when I said originally that, you know, I thought it was a guy going like for it instead yeah. of really being it. That, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, oh, it's just probably, yeah, he probably forgot the line or didn't know what to say and was just kind of, they were just rolling the camera and just let I, him keep talking. I'm curious, uh, the hamburger pimp, did he request to be named that or did they actually write that in, you think? I I don't remember. Uh, like, I feel they, like he might have been called it in real life. Right, and that's what maybe that's what it was. Like yeah. they approached him. Like, listen, we need a junkie for a movie scene. Would you do it? Only if you call me the hamburger pimp. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's my, you don't have to pay me. Just call me the hamburger pimp. Okay, if that's what you want. I mean, you're a hard negotiator, but yeah. let's do this. <laughs> Uh, so then Dolomite's kind of in the area and he gets recognized by a whole bunch of people and like, Hey, do one of you, do one of your uh, jokes or whatever. <laughs> then he proceeds to tell one of his toasts, which basically are old school, dirty rhyming poems. And he does the whole poem. It's a, it's really long. <laughs> it's like a five minute poem. At, at what point do you think, uh, Dolomite eventually becomes the guy, uh, that like when, the, the guy's out and you go, hey, do that voice you do. Do that <laughs> right. voice real good. Right. Do guys, guys, look, this guy does a voice real good. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do it's high noon. Do it's high noon. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. It, yeah, like any of that stuff. It's the uh, the young gentlemen listening to this toast are loving every second of it. Yeah. They're, they're cut, the camera cuts to them and they're like high-fiving each other and, you know, like giving each other the pound. Like, oh, fucking Dolomite, he's saying it. He's doing yeah. the thing. Yeah, one guy made it seem like if Dolomite didn't do it, he wasn't going to eat that night. <laughs> he was going to lose five dollars. Oh, my last five dollars, man. I don't. <laughs> it's definitely Imagine. a time and place sort of thing, isn't it? Right. I was going to say yeah. it's a much simpler time where people were uh, entertained mm-hmm. by these sorts of things. Could you imagine someone saying this stuff now? What the fuck are you talking it's, about, man? It's not that dissimilar than like uh, Andrew Dice Clay's uh, Dirty like, Nursery Rhymes. The Hickory yeah. Dickory Dock, yeah. Yeah. But that went out of style shortly after ago? Andrew Dice Clay started doing them. <laughs> right. <laughs> there was right. like a year and a half where it was all the thing. And then oh. Right. Now it's it's done yep. as well it should be. Yep. Uh, uh, so. He meets up with Creeper. They go back to his place. He starts uh, shaking down Creeper for information. Uh, this is where scenes with Creeper just become fucking depressing as we watch him shoot up in his shitty-ass apartment. And he starts to, you know, nod in and out. Uh, Dolomite starts shaking him down, trying to find out who killed Jimmy. And he he gets blown away by two dudes that jump in the room. And they shoot him to death, and Dolomite kills those dudes. And then the cops show up, those two same cops, and they arrest him. I think they really killed uh, the hamburger <laughs> pimp there. <laughs> the guy who played Creeper was really killed. Yeah. Like, Listen, we'll, uh, I'll call you hamburger pimp, that's fine. And I'm just like, all right, kill him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a sad thing to do, but listen, that's showbiz, and, baby. A drug and a snuff film. Um, then we we meet fbi agent blakely who is uh played by jerry jones the writer Uh, he goes to the preacher who is romancing an old lady back 
in the back of the church. And uh, Blakely knows that the pastor is running guns. And he asks, who's he working for? Either Willie uh, or Dolomite. And he gives him no answer. And he just says, when all's said and done, you're going to be lying in the middle, in between, dead. And yeah. then he leaves. Then we go back to the uh, Dolomite's house, where Queen Bee kicks a girl out for stealing from her. This is one of the times where I laughed. Uh, their fight was la- was <laughs> was funny to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what was said. Give me all this. of it. Yeah, yeah the, the fights are all great in this this movie. It's uh, because they're really trying. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things where none of them have any experience fighting at all, mm-hmm. let alone on camera. And like they do their best with it, but it's just so clearly terrible, and they're, it's so clearly phoned in. Yeah, that you can't help but just be like, oh, you know what? You have fun with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she gets kicked out, which really doesn't ama- amount to anything in this this scene. But next thing we get Dolomite in jail. Blakely shows up in jail and shows up asking some questions about Willie Green. He says he doesn't know really anything about Willie Green. And then he's bailed out by Pinky, yeah. one of his old girls. Yeah, one of my favorite moments in the in the movie is when, you know, he gets done questioning and the guy, as Blakely's walking out, he uh, knocks down the one, the domino thing. The guy's playing dominoes, yeah. Yeah, and then he gets pissed the guy and slaps the dominoes. And then I think it hits the guy next to him and he has a... Like, flinch look over at the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So Pinky bails him out. And then they fuck. Yeah. It's very violent, too. Uh, It gets violent. There's a super awkward jump cut to the end of when they fuck the first time. And then they start talking and she starts talking about, you know, how she's with Willie Green now and all that. They start to get into an argument and then he's like, you want to get fucked? I'm going to... Fuck you harder than you've ever been before. Something. And yeah. It, very violent sex, which is border on uh, border on the salt. Yeah, because I don't know if there's consent at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, I don't want that. It is, it's a gray area. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to say what the intent was, but yeah. again, just because you're Dolomite nope. doesn't mean you could just do that. Yeah. All right, uh, Dolomite. I know you're not around anymore. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I, that's one thing I'd like to ask Dolomite if I ever get to see him. I keep. I know that's not his real name, but I just mm-hmm. want to keep calling him that, Rudy Raymore. Like, hey, listen, in that scene, did you mean to do that? Did she know that you were gonna do that? <laughs> no, yeah, I just I went with it. Like, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Tell me more, Rudy Raymore. Yeah. yeah, I just went ahead and did it. Can you <laughs> dig it? <laughs> no, I cannot. I do not dig it. I do Rudy not. Ray everything Moore. else I dig, but just not that. I, I won't dig that. Yeah. I, I wonder if that thing in the movie made me wonder, and again, uh, probably maybe just my brain, was when in, in professional wrestling, when Booker T says that, you know, um, is it just a general, is he just basically doing that? Or I'm thinking, my head, or is he like a really big fan of Dolomite? Can you dig it? Dig it is, yeah. is also the Warriors, I believe. Okay. So it's a thing. Shaq okay. did it too during one of the championship parades. Um, but yeah. So we get a scene of Willie Green's club and Shy shows up. This is one of the times where I laughed just by her line reading. 
where he they they're like auditioning dancers and they think she's she shows up they think she's there to dance and she says i'm not here to dance <laughs> wait for someone it's uh oh, man it's uh it's I don't even know how to describe the line reading in this movie. Like <laughs> Queen B and uh, uh, Shy are just—I think they just kind of pulled them off the street and asked them if they wanted to do this. Yeah. So Queen Queen B was like his Rudy Ray Moore's sort of protege. It, uh, oof, that that hurts yeah. then. <laughs> but other than that, Shy was probably picked up right up the street. Yeah. I, I think they—I feel like they went. According to the the movie Dolomite is my name, they went to strip clubs and found strippers. Okay, then that makes more sense. It, this when I would see the line readings in some of these scenes, it would remind me. I, I keep going back to The Simpsons, but it reminded me of the uh, uh, the Mr. Burns movie, uh, Burns for All Ages. Like we did seventy three takes, and that was the best one. <laughs> like that's the that's everything. Just keep reading those lines. Yeah, we did 50 takes, and that was the best. That was the best read. Um, yeah. So after she says that, the eventually Dolomite walks in with some big dick energy, and oh, just yeah. and just like pushes him, pushes everybody around, goes into one of the back rooms, takes give some me, money give that's me my on the key. couch. Yeah. Because uh, this is his old club. He used to own this club, so he knows that there's money stashed in the couch. He goes, grabs it, and is like, this is 50 grand. I'm buying my place back. Uh, tell Willie Green. And then they get into a fight. They kung fu some dudes. Yeah. And they leave. Yeah, Willie they... Green shows up afterwards, and uh, what, all the guys fa- are beaten up. Yeah, one of my favorite Dolomite lines here is, tell him he's got 24 hours to get out of this club. And 23 of them are already up. That's badass, to be honest. <laughs> he I want to use that. Badass. As, as a guy that's like, this is obviously a vanity project for a guy that has no business making right. a movie starring himself as this ultimate badass woman, like just slaying poon, kung fu and dudes. He's He wrote himself some pretty great lines. He did, and you got to give credit where credit's due. That these are some really quotable lines too. Yeah. <laughs> like, like some of these, I'm considering making my fantasy football team name for next year. <laughs> like these are real good. Yeah, I want to use some of these lines in real life. But I mean, yeah. obviously, I can't use a lot of them. But right. Yeah, between the three of us, we'll each have a name from Dolomite. <laughs> <laughs> I I do think the. Uh, and only one person for sure would not get it. Right. <laughs> well, I I do like the 23. Uh, you have 24 hours and 23 of those are up. I mean, that's that's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they kind of food dudes and they leave. They then Queen Bee takes Dolomite to the karate school to show the girls practicing. And he sees that they're getting pretty good. Um, then he kind of announces to them that he's going to throw a party at the new at the club opening it back up and just be ready he says and then he says dolomite is my name and fucking up motherfuckers is my game basically one of the best lines in the movie (laughs) (laughs) there's so many uh yeah that's great and uh basically what he's saying is that it's probably gonna it's probably gonna come to a head with willie green because willie green is not happy with him for basically stealing the the club back 
Um, they take it really well. Like for a guy that just got his club stolen, I don't know. I don't know the legality of Willie Green's ownership of the club. I don't know if it was just kind of like, oh, well, I'm just going to take it over now. Like no deeds were transferred or anything like that. I'm assuming they didn't. He doesn't legally own it. I'm sure the paperwork was not filled out correctly. Yeah. Um, cause then he just kind of like, Oh yeah, this is, this is my mind now I'm home. <laughs> right. he, he Christopher Columbus did. Yeah. No, I, I found this. It, it is now mine. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, the mayor is having a fundraising event and Willie Green shows up and we get to see the butler with history's worst mustache. Um, and the mayor, and he tells the mayor that he's kind of pissed off cause Dolomite's back and he's fucking up his shit. And the mayor's like, "Don't worry, I'm the one that got him out." What? What's the mayor's plan? Right. It's like, never Dolomite, really. Dolomite was in jail and he was gonna be there until until I, the mayor's plan. <laughs> I wonder if the um, it just obviously you know not well bad writing. I I can't think of anything better to say. Yeah. Um, is that he meant that he bailed him out? From the when Pinky comes and picks him up is what I think he means. I guess. But they don't yeah, make that I guess clear because they never they they do never say who why he got bailed out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't 100% understand what the the machinations are going on behind closed doors, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah, and I only say that because of what happens later with Pinky. So. Mm-hmm. It's still uh, a terrible plan. Yeah. I don't oh, know yeah. what the plan Come is. On. It's it's the it's the Bond villain plan of things. Yes, I let Mr. Bond out. Right. He didn't <laughs> escape. I allowed him to escape. Uh, then Dolmite shows up at the church and talks to the Reverend. Reverend has some information for him. It says he knows who set him up and who's behind Willie Green. And he tells him to go to the docks. They uh, they go to the docks and they find some cocaine and some fish. Uh. Which I guess is uh, evidence of something. Yeah. But then we have Dolomite's party, um, and we get a band playing for a while, and Willie Green shows up, and there's a whole bunch of dancers, and then Dolomite does one of his toasts again for a very long time. Yeah. Um, I think I zoned out at some point during this yeah. one. It it's just a whole bunch of nonsense. Yeah. You know, I, I tried to track it for probably the first half of it, and then I was just like, I think I zoomed back in, and all of a sudden I heard him talking about peeing through a tree down on a lion, and I'm like, I don't know where this went. Yeah. Uh, the uh, satisfying monkey, was that what it was? Something like that, yeah. A yeah. signifying monkey. Signifying monkey. Yeah, I don't, I, I again, this is just maybe a cultural thing. I had zero clue what he was talking about, but the people loved it, and that's really all that matters, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And after 2019 that... Dan Aquino is not meant to understand what that toast meant. <laughs> yeah. So after that, Dolmite goes in the back room, and Chai tells him to uh, that Willie Green wants to speak with him. So he goes to speak to Willie Green, and Willie Green makes a deal. He says, you know, you gave me the $50,000, but, you know, with interest, it's probably more like $100,000, but uh, I'm going to make a deal with you. Let's be partners. You've got the uh, the showmanship. Basically, I, I handle all the uh, the nitty-gritty, um, which, honestly, it seems like a really good deal. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, you're eliminating 
a lot of bloodshed. Yeah, because and... immediately uh, people die because they don't make this deal. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, like as soon as he says no. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think it makes sense in if we're taking it from Dolomite's perspective, in that we know, you know, that Willie Green's got a little bit something else going on. Sure. You know, and Willie that, Green's not a great guy. I think if this was a better crafted movie, it would be like, oh well, he was the one that killed his cousin, and he's the reason why he's in jail and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, meaning more that maybe. You know, it, it set Willie Green up, we would think, to be able to backstab Dolomite a little bit easier. You mm-hmm. know, because since he's in the pocket of the mayor, you know, and all that, that holding the heat back wouldn't be that hard. It would just give him a way to get in the back door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Willie Green and his gang start shooting up the place and tearing it apart. Dolomite's girls start karate chopping everyone. And everyone is fighting and it's impossible to figure out who's on whose side. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And then the cook just beats up everyone that comes in yeah. his kitchen. The cook all of a sudden just starts fighting with everybody. And it seems like like it seemed like the guy that went in there first was like, Oh my god, Willie the Green's going nuts. And then all right. of a sudden the cook and him start fighting. Right. That, I, that part I didn't understand because he comes in like, Oh, there's some crazy guy out there. Like, get the fuck out of here. They start just like fighting each other. Get like, out of like, my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what's going on out there. I'm trying to make this food, goddammit. <laughs> And then Blakely shows up, and Dolomite and Willie Green fight, and Dolomite pulls out Willie Green's intestines, yeah. uh, and then Blakely shoots him and says, you know, now it's on me, <laughs> basically. Um, By the way, if the mustaches weren't great, um, uh, Blakely's tie coming up would be a reason to watch this movie. I don't even remember his tie. He's got he's got this short, fat tie. Oh, Gross. Sort of real fat and basically comes to just the top of his stomach. <laughs> but yeah, it's a bad trend. Yeah. Uh, like bad ties in movies. Yeah. So the, the cops call the mayor to tell um, that Dol- Dolomite uh, killed Willie Green and everybody. Uh, he's in the middle of the three-way. Is this Pinky? Yeah. He's in the middle of the three-way with? Yeah, ah. Pinky and his wife, yes. That's right. Yeah, I think it is Pinky. Um, we see a lot of the mayor. mayor. We yeah. see almost full frontal mayor. It's... He tries really hard to hide it. Yeah. And he does a pretty good job, but yeah. at the yeah. same time, it's... At the same time, we see everything else. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we see, we see a little bit of bush. We do see a little bit of bush. Uh, the mayor tells the, the cops to kill Dolmite, and he sets out a hit on him. And then while he's on the phone, Pinky comes and put, pulls a gun on him. Basically, at, through this, we f- we figure out, in, in case we haven't already, that basically the mayor has been the one that's been setting everything up. He's the one that Willie Green's working for. He's the one running the guns. Everything is him, and Pinky's working for him, too. Uh, she says that he's been using her, and now it's over. And then the wife tries to stop her. Pinky shoots the wife, and then the mayor knocks the gun out of Pinky's hand and strangles her to death. Then Blakely shows up on his back porch, and the mayor's goons try to make Blakely OD on heroin. He karate chops those guys, and the mayor gets away. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that line from Blakely. So I'm just going to OD in the pool here. He's yeah, very nonchalant about it. Like, oh, so this is how it's gonna, I'm going to die. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Tell me how you're going to do it. I've never uh, seen someone so ready to die. 
Yeah. yeah, this is going to happen. It's going to happen. And he says, not today. And it kills those guys. And then chase ensues with the mayor, a car chase. They go to an airport. Mayor gets shot while trying to board a private plane. And the next scene we get, Blakely shows up to the hospital where Dolomite is. Uh, Dolomite got shot during the melee at the club. Uh, he tells Dolomite that there's a hit out on him that the mayor placed. And he's going to try and stop the hit by telling the hitman that he's in a different hospital room. <laughs> He'll switcheroo. He's like... He, he acts like he's gonna ha- he has this great master plan, and it's just like, no, we're just going to tell him the wrong room and then just jump them. Yeah. Which is exactly what they do. And it works. For I mean, some reason, Chai needed to be the, the nurse. She had to pose as a nurse. or could have just told the nurse to tell him in the wrong room. You are, you are a federal agent. <laughs> <laughs> you should have some kind of pull. It's like, hey, yeah. nurse, if two guy, if three guys come in that look like they're carrying shotguns, just tell them the wrong room. Right. I think that should really be common sense as well. Right. People carrying like, yeah, I'm looking specifically for dolomite. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he's in this completely different room. Oh, yeah. all right. Thank you. And then, you know, call dolomite. Hey, listen, there's a bunch of white guys here and they have guns. Uh, so Shire poses for a gun uh, as a nurse for no reason. The guys go into uh, Dolomite's fake room and they get ambushed by Dolomite and Blakely. Yeah, yeah this uh, is where I think another crew member accidentally walked into the shot um, as they're oh, setting yeah. up the gun. The guy pops out in the one hospital room. Yeah, I, goes, like I was oh, very confused. Goodness. I was very confused by that guy who's just kind of looking out out the door. Um, I wonder, I wonder if it was like filmed in an actual hotspot and that guy going, what the hell's going on out there? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, so they kill those guys and then the cop, the dirty cops show up and Blakely arrests them. Um, I guess he was acting like he was a cop uh, to them, but he's like, nope, I'm actually the FBI. I think that was like a last minute change in the script. Yeah, we got to figure out how to make him better than those well, guys. Well, Let's just say it, he worked for the FBI. Yeah, it could have also, and again, it's mentioned in the beginning, but um, they could have also changed that line in the script. Was um, the what's his name? The warden goes, you know, the only ones that know are the governor, me, Queen B, and an FBI agent that you don't know the name of. Yeah, yeah. you'll know, you'll find out the name when when it's when the time is right, right. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and that's dropped that little hint. Yeah, but we only we only ever know Blakely as an FBI agent. FBI agent yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, even though they tried to hide it, you know, it's yeah. pretty obvious that he's the FBI agent that'll show up when needed. Yeah. You know, there's no other guy running around. Yeah. Um. So the cops get arrested for being dirty cops and for killing a bunch of people. And that's the end. Blakely is just like, what are you going to do now, Dolomite? And he's like, what's he say? I'm going back to the black black neighborhood or something like so, that? Yeah. The black land. Black, black land. land. I'm going back to the black land. And it's by freeze far frame ending. the best freeze frame yes, ending. <laughs> because it's so abrupt. <laughs> yeah. You never expected it in a million years. Like, what are you going to do now, Dolomite? Freeze frame. And then he goes to voiceover. Voice yeah. I'm going back to the Blacklands. And, uh, yeah, that's Dolomite. It's a perfect way to end that movie, too. Mm-hmm. Everything about this movie is great. Yeah, I had a fun with it. It's 
it, it uh, like I watched it twice. I think I liked it better the second time around. I thought it dragged a little bit the first time. Um, but yeah, no, I had a great time with it. And when all was said and done, uh, yeah, good Movember first, the first the good installment choice. of installment um, for sure. Which we'll have some other ones coming up for different different mustaches coming up. Uh, but yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. Was there anything that you would do to make this movie better? I don't think it's really fair to uh, critique it that way. Sure. Uh, because of obviously this movie was kind of a trendsetter. Um, yeah, I think you would be I would do a disservice if I would said what would make it better. And you can. Honestly, if you want to nitpick, maybe production sure. value. Uh, sure. You know, like get the boom mic out of the, the scene in some areas, some of the line reading, sure. But I think all of that adds to the charm of sure. this movie. Yep. So, yeah, to me, I think it would be wrong to say, yeah, th- th- if you added this or took away that or made it yeah. this way, I, I, I don't think it would be right. I think the only things I would do, and it's funny saying this with it only being an hour and a half movie is there's just a couple scenes that i would just chop like yeah the, the fish market scene like that whole that amounts to nothing at any sure. point and the the one uh girl being caught stealing money mm-hmm. i'd like you to know? see i'd like to see the some of the things that they cut out for ratings brought back in yeah. i want to see i want to see willie green get disemboweled <laughs> yeah so basically uh, uh, make an exchange cut those yeah useless moments out add back in and you can keep about the same runtime if, if all right if i could add one thing more joe blow <laughs> more joe just blow put, just a couple scenes of joe blow getting his ass beat yeah. it's just always him coming back to you know for another trick and then it always <laughs> just ends with him getting his ass kicked and getting thrown <laughs> thrown out of the club or the house i guess right getting thrown out of the house yeah. uh i would also like to see maybe uh creeper be uh, gainfully employed <laughs> uh, and not die right so he can go off and live a better life <laughs> well, that, that those are, man right yeah he got the shit end of the stick in the movie and life yeah so uh yeah i'd like to see maybe uh creeper have a happier ending and more uh joe blow okay yeah i think we're all kind of in agreement this is a fun one uh i'd say i would recommend this movie i'd also recommend dolomite is my name if you're interested in learning more about rudy ray moore uh, it's fun watch and eddie murphy and return to form of some aspects um yeah that's that's dolomite you guys plug your shit all righty uh you know the drill Diaquino uh, at twitter Diaquino 122 stranger damies uh twitter and instagram same handle and I believe that's it. Yeah, nothing new for me. Yeah, so Stranger Damies as usual. Uh, we'll post uh, this uh, Wednesday, yeah, so prior to this episode here. Um, we do slightly apologize for the you know technical things with the, the Halloween episode there. For some reason, I don't think there was anything on our end, to be honest with you guys. Um, it the, the files were just weird um, when they came through, so... At worst, it might have been the way Tom recorded it. Like, maybe we messed around too much testing for Extra Life or something. Um, but we can look into that. But anyway, so it's back to our normal recording and everything should be fine um, with that. And it'll be up on time uh, this time. Uh, and then probably it, the second to last time that we will mention this, the uh, Extra Life stream. 
um, will be November 16th. We're raising money for the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Um, you can join us on twitch.tv uh, slash the main um, to watch us there for 24 hours. We're going to be doing a live session of Stranger Damie starting at 9 a.m. Um, and then, you know, we'll play video games of all sorts, classic games. We'll play some Jackbox. Uh, we'll play first-person shooters. Um, we will uh, make sure Ant's taking his nap while we play Death Stranding. And, um, you know, just it'll be a bunch of – it'll be a lot of fun. There'll be uh, some special guests that'll be there a little bit longer, so maybe we'll get a little more Jackbox time in um, and some multiplayer stuff. But, yeah. Join us uh, November 16th, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so figure out, you know, your uh, time zone that you're listening to this on. Um, and I would be glad to have you. If you want to do donate, you can go to uh, tinyurl.com slash extralife4. Um, and the donation page will be there. It's live. It'll be live until December 31st. Um, so just be sure um, to do that. Uh, if you want to wait till the 16th, so that, you know, we can read it live on the air. Uh, completely up to you. But uh, uh, it's always a good time to donate. You can donate as little or as much as you want. Uh, you know, a dollar uh, is just as good as uh, doing something higher. Um, it all goes to a good cause. Okay. And this is They Called Some Movie. You can find us at theycalledsomemovie.podbean.com. And on any podcast streaming app you could find iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, anything you can find podcasts on, we are on there. The main website is themaindamey.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at themaindamey. We are also part of Geek Vibes Nation, so you could also hear this show on their podcast streaming app. Um, so their stream is uh, just look for Geek Vibes Nation, pop right up in all those same places. They are gvnation.com and they're Geek Vibes Nation on all uh, social media platforms. So uh, that's gonna wrap it up. Um, for yeah, so this has been uh, Dolomite, uh, 1975, and it's directed by Derville Martin. So for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Del Vecchio saying, Derville Martin, go fuck yourself. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.